unveiling the secrets A-list copywriters use to make themselves and their clients millions. This is the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. All right, copywriters, welcome back to the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. David, how are you doing today? I'm good, Nathan. How are you? I'm fantastic. We have a, a return of last week's guest, and uh, I can't wait because we were talking before the show started. There was so much meat in last week's episode that um, I'm, I'm excited to see how you guys follow up this week. Yes, our returning champion this week is Deborah Owen. Debbie, welcome back. Hey, it's great to be back. Thank you so much, guys. Um, for people whose memory is short, which you know includes everybody, ADD is like the common set state of most people's minds okay. these days. Let me reintroduce you. She's a copywriter. Uh, Deborah Owen is a copywriter, two-time best-selling author, award-winning podcaster. It's called Copywriting for Sales Pages. That's her podcast and book launch strategist. And her clients include people like Todd Brown, Scott Oldford, Shah Wasmond, and Bo Eason. Debbie is the only copywriter who can bring years of research know-how as a librarian and combine it with what she learned from several top brain trainers, including one of the stars of the hit movie, The Secret. She really knows how to get inside your client's head with the psychology of selling. So, Debbie, welcome back. And you know what I'd like to talk about today? Well, let me ask our listener a question. You know, as copywriters, we like to ask questions we know we're going to get the answer yes to. So I'm going to ask this question to our listener. Are you a coach? Of course, everybody's a coach these days, right? Well, not everybody, but right. a lot of people. In fact, I think you, before you be, started doing what you were doing, you were a parenting coach, if, if I remember correctly. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And so one of the things I've noticed about coaches, especially many of the good ones that I know, is they're much better at coaching than simple steps of marketing themselves. It doesn't mean that they're willfully ignorant. It's like they're two different skills and two different activities. And maybe some of them, maybe it never occurred to them that they need to learn marketing or get good at it. So this, this episode is focused. I know you can talk about many things and we did last time, Debbie, but this is focused just on marketing for coaches. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so if you're a coach, or if you're thinking of being a coach, or even if you just play a coach on TV, um, this will be very useful to you. So Debbie, let's start. What's the biggest mistake coaches and consultants make when they're writing their own copy? The biggest mistake is assuming that they know everything about their avatar without actually finding it out. <laughs> their, their, their avatar, their... their um, the perfect client. Their perfect client, their ideal prospect, their ideal patient client. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Boy, is, isn't that true? And, and it's tricky because as a coach, you're supposed to always be thinking, you know, one step ahead, you're supposed to know where the conversation's going, you're supposed to be right. anticipating different solutions, the problems that will come up. But with marketing, it doesn't quite work that way, does it? No, and I think I think a lot of coaches fall into this trap, and I, I certainly did when I was um, doing a lot of coaching too. Is 
we often become a coach about, or even a consultant about something that for whom we would be our own best client. Mm -hmm. And so we just assume everybody else is just like us because, well, you know, I went into this because I, this was my passion and this is where, what, how I solved my problem. Um, but the truth is not and that's valuable. And you can definitely bring that to the table, but not everybody has the same experience. And so it's, you have to be able to go out there and, and find out, you know, what are other people's experiences? How can I help those people besides people who are clones of me? That's such a good point. I remember, and I think I've talked about this on, on this podcast, or maybe I remember talking about it. Maybe it was to a client, maybe it was in this podcast, maybe it was on yours or one of the other <laughs> people who've interviewed me. When I first came up with my, um, my very first course in 1999, it was based on the idea that once you understood how to think about a, once you understood how to think as a copywriter, everything else would follow mm -hmm. because that was what worked for me. I had everything else in place and I couldn't, make it work at all then when i changed my thinking so i made the leap just like you're talking about i made the leap that okay all anybody ever has to do is learn how to think like a copywriter and i got feedback from people who'd been working on it writing copy learning for a long time saying this is great and it was impressive enough so other people who were new to it couldn't see the huge flaw in it that I only discovered years later, it was finally when I learned people want to learn just the opposite way. They just want to learn a little thing to do. They want to learn how to do A. Then they want to learn how to do B. Then they want to learn how to do A and B together and, and so on and so forth. That's when things really took off. And mm -hmm. so, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure in terms of my coaching and my marketing, I had the, the same problem as I did with describing with the courses. So I, I love that you said that. and. I think it's one of those kind of self-examination things that every coach and consultant should do for themselves, about themselves, about their clients. And it's not easy because I, I actually did that a couple of years ago. I reviewed all of my clients and I realized, oh man, I'm going for something different than my marketing is asking for. Anyway, mm -hmm. I know that's a lot about me, but I, I thought it would be a good example. Please continue. No, it is a, it is a good example. Absolutely. And, and it just uh, proves, you know, proves the point that um, we just have to be careful as coaches and consultants that we do the, the research. And, and, you know, a lot of people, um, the, the problem also that you brought up earlier is, is there are two different skill sets. And in addition to that, you want to spend your time coaching. You don't want to spend your time researching. I want to ask people to put a slightly different uh, frame on that and recognize that the more you research for your copy, the better a coach you're going to be anyway. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. Why do you say that? I mean, I intuitively get that, but I want to hear your thinking behind that. Sure. The, the idea behind it is the more you research your perfect, the more you go to your current clients and ask them deep questions about what was life like before we started working together? What were you thinking about? What was driving you? What were, what were your concerns? And how, is, how have things changed for you now? I mean, so that's one element of the research that you can do. Another piece of it is to find 
potential prospects one way or another. Um, you know, there's the ask formula, there's, there are a whole lot of different ways that you can get people, you can, um, uh, maybe you can have a friend who's who serves similar clients, but with a different process, uh, different service. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'd be willing to have you do small group conversations or whatever. I mean, there are a lot of different ways that you could do this, but then if you can identify what's really going on, that will help you, that will inform how you help your clients solve their problems. I, I, I you- know this to be true from personal experience, having coached on one thing for 30 years and right. having done outside research of the kind you're talking about. It's a really good point. Um, mm-hmm. All right. So let's, um, let's talk about the typical way most people, most coaches, most consultants go about starting to create their marketing. Everyone says you're supposed to write things down as what keeps your prospects awake at night? What do they fear? What do they desire? What else can make a huge difference for writing copy for a coaching business when it comes to knowing your avatar or your perfect client? Sure. I have a bunch of questions that I can share. So here here are a couple of them. Um, Here's one. What secret are they not telling anyone, maybe even themselves? Mm. And that can take some real diving deep with um, some of your current clients in order to identify you know, what, when they started working with you, what, what was the secret they didn't want to admit to? And after you've had a chance to work with them for a while, what are they willing to admit to now? And if you can identify that, you can begin to extrapolate that there are probably other people who have similar secrets that they're hiding. And I, so what is it that they're hiding from themselves and, and from everybody else? That's pretty, that's, that's pretty that's deep really psychology. Important. Um, yeah, I, I get yeah. it. And that, and yeah, I, Never heard that before. I really like it. I think that would work for a lot of coaches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What else? Mm-hmm. Um, how how does your client or your prospect frame this problem in their own mind? In other words, are they saying that their biggest problem is a time management problem? Is it a procrastination problem? Is it a money problem? Um, do they feel that they're stuck because else is stopping them? Do they feel that they have like internal or external obstacles? In other words, how are they framing their problem? Let me me stop you there. That's right. I think that's a great point. One of of the things, this just came to mind now, one of the Mm -hmm. things that makes it hard for a coach to do their own marketing is sometimes the priorities of coaching and the priorities of marketing are mm-hmm. are different so like for example if you're a, a weight loss coach and you know that um the real problem uh that's causing the person to keep their weight on is something mental some kind of mindset thing but the way the person is uh, framing it in their own mind is, oh, I eat too much or I eat too many carbs. Um, or I don't have time to make dinner or something like that. Or I like don't that. have time to make dinner. Right. And, and so as, as, you know, as a coach, uh, maybe gently, maybe confrontively, you want to get them to focus on what's really going on. In your marketing, you want to acknowledge what they think the problem is, not necessarily say that's how it is and that's the way it's going to be, 
But if you don't meet them where they are in their own thinking, it's very unlikely you're going to ever get into a discovery call or any kind of further conversation towards work. That is so true. I mean, because you're right. It is your job as a coach to help them solve the real problem. But as a marketing coach, as a marketer, it's your job to identify what they think the problem is. Yeah. So, so, so that's, that's um, a distinction mm-hmm. I, I think that you agree with and you probably have some ways of, of helping people with. But I, I, I didn't say that to challenge you. I said that no. to challenge the thinking of your typical coach who's going to say, well, we don't want to coddle them. We don't want to support negative beliefs. Well, maybe you don't, but you know what? You you do want to at least have them receptive to whatever you want to tell them. And if you start doing it by telling them they're full of shit, that's not going to work real well. Do you have a problem with Kindle books? I do. Sometimes I really just want to hold a book in my hand so I can turn the pages and highlight stuff and make notes. That's one reason I recently released the print version of my book, Breakthrough Copywriting. And listen to this. On Facebook, I've gotten pictures posted from around the world. Pictures of people holding their printed copy of Breakthrough Copywriting in their hands, including one from an A-list screenwriter and marketer in L.A.'s famous Topanga Canyon. He was reading the book in his hot tub. Breakthrough Copywriting is a great book for you, whether you are a beginner or an A-lister yourself or anywhere in between. It costs a tiny, tiny fraction of my $5,000 a head seminar that the book is based on. So check out Breakthrough Copywriting on Amazon.com. Now, back to the show. You are absolutely right. (laughs) So that's the key. You know, we talked about this in our last episode, too. You got to start with a headline that draws attention to who they are, calls out who they are, and that addresses what they're what's going on in their head what they're thinking about that's and once you do that then they'll then they'll keep reading you know as a much younger man i was all about the truth and getting people to hear the truth now i'm much more about getting people receptive to hearing what i believe the truth to be than <laughs> getting people to hear the truth cuz <laughs> it sort of depends on where you stand, right? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So there are, are so many coaches out there and the competition is stiff. How do you fight that in your copy? How do you make people consider you as the one they want to work with? Yeah, it comes down to finding kind of, um, you know, the the unique mechanism, right? And, and that sounds... Um, that sounds so concrete when we're talking about coaching and yet it's still true. I mean, you've got to identify what's that. Think of it as, as this, as you you need one key that unlocks the door to the solution Mm -hmm. and you need to present that one key in a way that they will resonate with it, you know, and you want them to understand that this is nothing else that they've tried has worked and that it's because they haven't had this one key. So it's that one process or aspect of your service that delivers the actual results that they want. Can you, can you think of a coach or a consultant who's, who's had one of those, um, one keys or, or unique mechanisms or 
that that you could share with us so we can get it yeah sure so so one of the things that i work with um particularly my my book coaching clients um is i help them identify what their message is and that's really what this is all about and that is uh they need to identify what their system is what's their system and you know, honestly, it's not rocket science. A lot of it is just kind of massaging the same kinds of things <laughs> in multiple different ways. Right. And we know that. But every coach is going to attract certain people based on how they present it. And, and that's fine. So, you know, for instance, when I was working, one of my systems, just to give an example, was the, what I called the A to E technique for remaining calm in the heat of the moment. And it got to the point where people started talking about that. So A was awareness. And I, you know, I'm not going to go into all the explanations now, but A was awareness. B was breathe. C was connect with compassion. D and then E were discuss with empathy. And so that was my system for remaining calm in the heat of the moment. Okay, I've got um, a market for you. They need this, unfortunately. They don't want it, but it would really change everything. The U.S. Senate. <laughs> okay. Bingo. <laughs> I, that. I can't keep those ideas inside me anymore. Can't keep it inside. I know. I know. It's really hard. I agree. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah. So, so, that's, so that was that's your mechanism, the A to E, or that was one mechanism, and maybe. Right. So you might find, as as a coach or a consultant, I'm putting words in your mouth here, but tell me if this is right or not. You might find you have more than one mechanism, but there's one that really resonates with people, and mm-hmm. that could be your your point of unique differentiation. Right. And that's the key. It needs to be, it needs to be different. Um, Otherwise you're just like all the other mindset coaches out there, or you're like all the other weight loss coaches out there. What is it about you? Maybe, maybe it's your, um, you know, this boot camp that you run every, every month, the way the system that you use in your boot camp is the, is the most effective way that people are losing weight or, you know, whatever it might be your unique mechanism. And you need to be able to articulate that in a way that resonates with your, uh, your desired audience. I, I think that's great. Now, mm-hmm. let's talk about the messaging a little more. Um, mm-hmm. As a coach, how does a coach compare themselves to the competition? What, what do you say in your messaging uh, that's going to be effective? That'll let you sleep at night. Yeah, yeah. So I think one of the... Th- Sometimes I see people say, you hear this, 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 and this, or, um, you know, you, you hear that, uh, I'm, I'm just thinking of like health things right now. You know, you hear that kettlebells are the way to go to lose weight. And you hear that paleo is the way to go to lose weight. Or you hear that this, well, I'm telling you they're all wrong. I mean, so that's one way to do it. Another, um, another way to do it is to just come right out and say, all those things that you've tried and they haven't worked for you, that's a reason that they haven't worked for you. And you don't even have to necessarily name them. You just say all those things. You know, if you've been trying to lose weight for the last eight years and nothing has worked, there's a reason it hasn't worked. Let's talk about what that reason is. And I think I have a solution for you. Oh, I mean, that's, that's a way you can frame it too. That's, that's really good. Um, I've never seen a coach use that, but um, mm-hmm. you'll probably start seeing dozens of them using that after we publish this. So <laughs> that's really good. Okay, thank you. Um, finally, uh, many coaches either procrastinate about writing their sales page because mm-hmm. they're afraid of the blank page, or they just sit down and start spewing stuff out randomly without a plan. 
do you have a plan they can use to write copy for their coaching business? Yeah. And it's not, I'll be, I'll be honest. It's not an easy one. It takes work. Um, and that is, and there are different ways of doing this. This is, this is one plan that, um, I use sometimes myself and, and I've, people are get practice with it a little bit. They get really good at it. And that is basically a chain of beliefs. And so one way to do that is to first, you identify the two ends of the spectrum, right? You identify, first of all, what is your target prospect believing about themselves right now? You know, maybe they believe, let's say you're a coach who helps women find jobs after being a stay-at-home mom for a long time. Maybe they believe they're never going to find a job. It's been too long. Their skills have atrophied. They're no longer relevant. They're never going to find a job. That's where you're starting. And where do you want them to end up? You want them to end up believing that you as the coach are the only one who it's ever going to possibly help them crack that job market. No one else can possibly help them do that. Here's my money. I'm going to pay you. So those are the two ends of the spectrum. And so what you need to do is work backwards from the outcome that I just described all the way back to the beginning of where they are now. So example, right? You want them to believe that you're the one to do it. So right before that, they have to believe that, uh, let me see, they, they have to believe that you're the only one who can do it. Um, before that, they have to believe that you are actually a competent coach who has helped other women break back into the job market multiple times. Before that, they have to believe that there are some people who've done this with fewer skills than she's had. Maybe it's possible. And before that, they have to believe that Maybe I've been out of the job market for a while. My skills were really good at one point, and I'm a pretty solid learner. And no matter how I did in school, maybe I could do this. And before that, she's believing that she had some marketable skills at one point, but she's not sure if they're worth anything. And then right before that is where she is today, which is I'm never going to get a job. So that yeah. is brilliant. I've, uh, you make it sound so easy. Um, it's not. That's why I say it's not. You have to, st- you, know, you have to figure out what's that chain of beliefs from where they are to where you want them to, where they're ready to pull out their wallet and pay you and step backwards until you get back to the beginning. So the process of coming up with that line with all these points on the line, um, that could come from a lot of brainstorming. I mean, finding yeah. the end belief and finding the beginning belief are probably the easiest parts, right? Right, right. And right. and developing those other ones to be saying, well, would this be right, or would this be right, or this? Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe I should move this before that. It, mm-hmm. you know. And I'll I'll throw out also, David, that you also have to in each of those steps, you have to look at what the potential objections are, and then have some sort of proof element, so that you're not just making a random claim, you know. And and so, truth is, what you just described is hard work, but it is. Wow, is it worth it? Because it it creates what they like to call in much bigger businesses a barrier to entry. It makes it hard for anyone else to compete with that for, if for no other reason that they're not going to have the mental energy or initiative or know-how to come up with, what are you calling it? A chain of, lo- a chain, chain of beliefs themselves the chain of beliefs. like that. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's that's an advanced strategy, but it's a, a strategy well worth considering. And I yeah. imagine this is something you can probably do for your clients as well. Yes. So they don't have yes. to do this. But if for all the, all the 
DIY coaches, marketing coaches, DIY marketers who are, I can't even say it. You know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> All the people who want to do it themselves who are coaches don't want to hire someone. There you have it. That's what you need to do. But if someone wants to hire you or, or just consult with you for a while on this, uh, how do the, how do they do that? Oh, well, you can find me um, two places. One is the my podcast, like you said, it's Copywriting for Sales Pages. And the other is on my website, which is deborahcowen.com. That's D-E-B-O-R-A-H-C-O-W-E-N.com. That's great. So, uh, boy, you sure shared a lot, as you did last week. I really want to thank you. Um, any yeah. any um, parting thoughts that, that you'd like to share? Any big takeaways or or big wrap up because this is this is knowledge we really haven't gotten into before and I, I just think it's been so valuable. Well, thank you so much, David. It's been a pleasure to be here with you guys today. I think that just the big thing is um, you got you, you have to know who you're talking to and what their problem is and and start with a plan. Don't just start with a blank page. And um, you know, so it goes back to to list offer copy. And if you can start with with that as your framework, you'll you'll be in a pretty good shape. Well, that sounds good, Nathan. I think we just did a great interview with Debbie. Yeah, absolutely, Debbie. Before we're out of here, one more time, where can people go to find you on the internet and on your podcast? Yeah, the podcast is copywriting for sales pages, and my website is deborahcowen.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. Definitely check out Deborah's podcast. Definitely check out her website. And uh, if you want more of this podcast, make sure that you head over to copywriterspodcast.com. And until next time, we'll see you later. Bye. Before we go, a quick question. Would you like to have me as a guest on your podcast? Let me give you an easy way to contact me about that. We've put up a form on garfinkelmedia.com, and it won't take much more than a minute to fill it out. So if you'd like to have me on your show, just go to garfinkelmedia.com and fill out the form. That's garfinkelmedia.com. Thanks, and see you next time on the Copywriters Podcast.